just had to mention that before you got to it first, because you might have gotten to it first, so I couldn't allow that. That's not how... I can't. I can't allow that. So... Oh, I was going to start with a PSA for the episode, for the podcast episode, but then I forgot. So that's kind of a disappointment. I... One thing we were talking about that I thought was going to be about, was going to be my PSA was about AI and how that's a no-no. But instead of just awkwardly going on for a couple minutes trying to figure out what exactly I was going to say, I think, TJ, unless you have some big announcement, then we should just talk about our Spotify wrapped. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... Spotify wrapped it is okay so the reason we're doing this episode for those of you that are like wait a second you're a movie podcast what are you psychos doing first of all technically that's a compliment because we are the manic movie misfits podcast we do have manic in the title of our episodes our, our podcast so that thank you that's a compliment one and two We've done this before. We did this last year, and it was a pretty big hit And <laughs> as far as our podcast goes. It's one of our most listened to episodes. So for that reason, uh, I decided, and TJ agreed, of course. He's not here against his will, I don't think. <laughs> Are you, TJ? Being held at gunpoint. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad, my bad. I, I, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Anyway. Yes, so because of that, we are going to talk about our Spotify wrapped um, for 2022. So, uh, yeah, let me, let me pull it up on my phone. I'm super prepared by the way. I just wanted everyone to know I'm very, very, very prepared, uh, for this episode. So we're going to go through our top songs, top artists, and yeah, and our top genre. Cause that's just easily accessible too. And top genre and minutes listened as well. So I think we'll start off TJ with minutes listened. For me, it was 58,780 minutes. What about you? Uh, I'm pulling up that part. Okay. Uh, I can't play that. It's copyrighted. And I don't know if that's um, a lot. Or did you find it, TJ? Uh, I'm like, I had like 31,000. Okay. Somewhere in there. I'm trying to find it. I can't tell what's a lot. Is that a lot? 58,000? You don't know. Okay. Because like... Maybe I can uh, look this up while you're talking, or I'm talking. I wonder what like, the average is. What is the average minutes? Do you know which slide of the thing minutes listen to is on? Or is it just on the final thing? I So what I did is I saved the final slide. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was, yeah, 31,000 minutes. This is, none of this information is helping me. It's talking about like most listened to songs, minute wise, um, average. What is it saying? The average. The average time spent listening to music has risen globally since 2019, according to a report. Listeners are spending 18.4 hours a week. The equivalent of 368, I assume it says minutes, 368 minutes, okay, a week, I think. I'm on Reddit, and now I can't find the post, but a minute's a week, I guess. I don't know. It it seems like a lot, 
because I've been hearing a lot of, or see, I don't know, maybe it is average. I've been hearing a lot of my friends talk about in the 40 to 50, 50 range is what I've been hearing. Uh, but, but I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of what I've heard and seen as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to go in a loophole here cause we got to cruise, but yeah. So that's our minutes listened. My top genre is mellow gold. Now I didn't know what mellow gold was originally. I'll be honest. I don't think really any of us did. Did you know what TJ before I texted the group chat and said, Hey, do you know what mellow gold is? Did you know what mellow gold was? It was an album. Well, okay. Yes. I'm back. Yes. But like as <laughs> a genre, true. no. Yeah. So I looked it up and for those of you that are curious, cause I know all of you are curious. Mellow gold contains elements of soft rock and folk rock and has a strong correlation with album-oriented classic rock of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And after I read that, that made a ton of sense because I'm a big classic rock guy, and that was also one of my main genres. I think it was second. And so that makes a lot of sense. And then when I get to my artists, for those of you, of you that are aware of the music that those artists make, it will also make sense. <laughs> It all comes around in the end. <laughs> it does. That's right, TJ. TJ, give us your top genre. My top genre was just rock, like just basic rock. Okay. Which I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm trying to. Uh, I just found like the other one, so I'm like seeing if there's like a subgenre that's bigger. Were you expecting something different? Uh, maybe something like alternative. Oh, yeah. But, like... Okay. My top five were rock, pop... Oh, God, it disappeared. No. I saw, like, rap in there. Okay. They were just, like, really basic ones. They weren't, like, at, like mellow gold like yours or, like, punk rock or something like that. It was just rock. I'm like, that's weird. Huh. Yeah. That's... You know, I always hear people say... I'm just going to say this now and get it done with. I don't know if we talked about it last... It was my number four. What? What was? Disco. I don't think I listened to that much disco this year. Interesting. TJ's secretly a big Earth, Wind, Fire guy. Oh, yeah. I listen to a chic every day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not mm-hmm. by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. I, I would, I, I'm surprised, too, because I feel like I listen to more disco than you do, which is kind of interesting. But, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of weird. I guess I'm going to say this now so I can get this off my chest. And I don't know if we said this last Spotify wrapped episode, but the people that always say, oh, this is definitely not true. I, I, I don't I don't listen to this genre as much as this genre or whatever, this song as much as this song, you're wrong. Because it literal Spotify is literally tracking, tracking your what you're listening to. Okay? Yeah. Like they can't yeah. lie. I like, think I think just, it's just the, the feeling of like I don't. I didn't feel like I did listen to this as much as this. Yeah. Where it's I, like if you have yeah. a phase of something. Yeah. Where, like, um, I mean, like the my top artist, I didn't feel like I listened to, as like I didn't think it was my number one. In all yeah. honesty. Okay. Um, but like, no, looking back, I'm like, oh, shit! Like it, it definitely has its its place. But 
like in the moment i was like no way i i think the consistency of my my number two was a lot more where my number one it was like it was a phase and it was like all that was on in that phase where it's like something like that it's, it's, it's kind of like that psychology thing yeah that's actually like, a good point though because short term versus long term now that you say that i definitely did have songs that entered even my top five maybe and it definitely was a phase thing and i think that's a good point too because it's like the that the, having that phase can really alter your perspective on on saying stuff such as oh hey i definitely thought i listened to this guy more this person less that sort of thing so that's a good point actually all right moving on we are going to do tj do you want to do artists or songs first what do you think is a bigger deal oh let's do songs first okay okay so, I feel like artist is a little bigger to kind of go back to. Yeah. Okay, so for my number five, it is Something So Strong by Crowded House. And Ooh. TJ, we'll give TJ a quick shout-out because I feel like it. TJ, you're, you're welcome, by the way. I only give a limited amount of shout-outs per day, so you should be very fortunate. Mm. Yes. So TJ actually brought me on to Crowded House way back when, as in three years ago, maybe? Three or two years ago. Something like that. And yeah, they ended up being, uh, I won't say that, but they I do listen to them quite a bit. I This year I was trying to expand on my knowledge of albums from different artists, and I de- delved into them with a, you know, a couple more albums. But uh, yeah, I like their, they have a very unique sort of, sound i feel like so that's why i I like them tj what is your number five song my number five is night by frank ocean okay Uh, oh we should also say this tj sorry i don't mean to interrupt but we my disconnect to your music is far greater than your disconnect to mine we'll just also say that uh i will give you the link to my top 100 songs in Discord real quick. Okay. If you want to listen to like a small chunk of a song, you go for that. Okay. All right. I'll save this. Yes. Yeah. My very random top 100. Okay. Okay. It's doing this again. So I tried opening a link, a link for another friend's top songs, and it sent me to my top songs. Let's see if I can make this. That's weird. Um, And the thing is, yeah, it's done this multiple times. It did this with a different friend, so I don't even know. It's very strange. After the podcast or something, TJ, I'm sure there's some way you'll be able to get it to me. Yeah. Or I I literally Um, follow you, so I could probably get it through there, right, if anything? Probably. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so my top... My top few songs are going to be uh, very consistent in the sense that they're all by two artists. <laughs> are you so, serious? Yes. Wow. Okay. Ex- give us, um, give us some, inf- give us TJ what your the um, your number five. What are your thoughts on it? Give us, give us some interesting thoughts. Uh, so, "Nights" by Frank Ocean. Uh, it's a great song. It's like. I'd say it's easily one of the most popular Frank Ocean songs, and for a reason, it's fantastic. Um, 
it's it, it it's, it's it has like some nice like rock vibes in there, like some nice mellow rock, and like they add so um well also being kind of like a nice hippie hoppy kind of song. Okay, it's just a vibe. Um, I listened to it a lot over the summer. I want to say probably when I listened to it the most, maybe like early summer. All right. Um, but it's a banger. I love it. The beat switch in it is so good. Um, and I mean, like I said, it's one of the most, one of those most famous songs for a reason. And would you say currently, again, people, you're going to slowly realize the disconnect here. Would you say that Frank Ocean is a top 10 most popular, both from actual statistics as far as listening to his songs on Spotify and just like the vibe with who people are listening to? Would you say he's a top 10 artist currently? In currently, yeah, no, okay, because Homeboy hasn't released an album in since 2016. So, wow, yeah, let's see, right? Uh, Blonde is, yeah, 2016, which August of 2016, so it's been a hot sack. What does he do? Um, I guess he probably just has so much money, he doesn't have to. I guess he probably doesn't have to do yeah, any so music like, stuff. Um, right now he's writing a movie. <laughs> really? And he's actually going to direct it too. Really? Um, yeah. And then he's uh, he has like his own fashion company, and then he did a bunch of photography for a while. So he's like he's really weird. Where he'll just like. He drops off the map and he'll just be like, he'll show up randomly. And he's like, look at this new project thing I did. And just like, okay. <laughs> so but like he's made two albums over the course of his career or like a little more, but like, like he doesn't make music that much anymore. It's mostly just small side projects. That he's like, I'm going to do it because I want it. <laughs> so essentially, okay. essentially as you were, t- as you were saying earlier, TJ, he really is vibing then essentially. He really is. Yeah. He's, yeah. I think he's put out maybe like a few singles in the last few years, but like, yeah, he, he just vibes. He takes a bunch of photos, does his weird fashion company things. And then I wonder um, his movie, I wonder how far that's like into production. What is the name of it? Do you know? I think it's called Philly is what I last heard of it. Or when I last heard of it. Well, let's see. Philly. Movie. Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. All right. Um, oh, it's A24. Wow. Huh. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, it seems still, it's still very early, it looks like. With a lot of this I was going to say, I think it was um, like he was starting to write it or something. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Now I will give you my number four, which is just like heaven. Uh, who is that by again? TJ? I, I just, I don't, what's her name again? It's the cure. Yeah, that's right. So gosh, darn it, TJ, this is all your fault. So TJ also got <laughs> me on this. TJ got me on this song and well, yeah, sophomore year. So last year, and the really cool thing about this song 
And there are a very there are very few amount of songs that do this for me. I can listen to this song repeatedly and it never gets like old, boring, whatever. Wall and this is including the fact that it reached some extreme highs as far as how much I loved it and listened to it. And usually when that happens, first of all, I have no self-control. So if there's a song that I really like, I'm going to play it on repeat. Hate me if you want. But so, yeah, I have no self-control. So I was listening to this thing on repeat. And still, I love it just as much as when I sense since I first heard it. And it's just a jam. I'm no music theory person or whatever, so I can't give you this in-depth, this is why I love it, except that it's just a vibe. And yeah, so that's my that's my number four. And TJ, you love it almost just as much. I mean, I at least when we last talked about it. Yeah, I, I love that song. It's easily one of my favorite songs by The Cure. Um, then again, I don't, I haven't like done a deep dive into their music, so it's not like I know that much, but of the songs I've heard, it's definitely, definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at it on my top 100 of the year and it rounded out at 72. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I I saw it was in here. So just above woman by Harry Styles. Oh, TJ, you'll like this. Uh, so Sanu Kendi made my top 20. It was at 17. (laughs) No way. Yeah. Yeah. It was at 17. And for those who don't know, Sanu Kendi is a song from Sari. Yeah, cause, cause, gosh, I, I, I remember my dad figured out how you, how you actually say it. Was it Kasari? I think we originally said Kasari, and then he corrected us and saying Kasari. Okay. If yeah. I remember correctly, it's one of those two. Yeah, cause we'll say Kasari. So, so Kasari, for those that don't know, it's from that movie, and that is a Bollywood movie, and it is very entertaining. I should, I highly recommend it. And it has some low key great cinematography. Uh, TJ and I might, TJ, you and I talked about it on a podcast actually episode. Great cinematography, think, yeah, and some really nice acting. There is obviously that Bollywood flair to it, but that's why you watch Bollywood movies is to have that unique Bollywood flair to it. So yeah, I, I recommend it. Definitely check it out. Just a little quick movie wreck there. Uh, side note. All right, TJ, do you want to give us your numero? Quattro. Okay, good. I got that right. I should know, Four I should know that. Should know. The, yeah, go so uh, uh, Know your Spanish? Yeah, I should know my Donde Spanish. Donde esta la biblioteca, El Juan? I took four years of Spanish. I should at least know that. Good thing I do. So, and I just want to be clear. I actually do know a decent amount of Spanish still, okay? Don't, don't just take that little moment as the impression that I don't know any more Spanish. I should know more, but... Anyway, that's that doesn't matter, TJ. You, you you give us your number four. My number four is Less Than Zero by The Weeknd. Okay. Fortunately, I obviously have uh, heard of The Weeknd. I'm not totally under a rock, so yes. Yes, I, I yes. know who that is. So, um, yeah, Less Than Zero, it's off of um, his latest album, which I think you listened to. Is, the, oh, listened yeah, to is that Don the radio? FM? Or, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that one's Don FM, yeah. Yeah. The, with the one with the radio interludes. Yeah, that one's really good. Um, William, my brother, showed me quite a bit of songs from that album. And you did too, TJ. Yeah. You showed me a few. And I love the the whole aesthetic of it. It's it's super dope. 
Yeah, um, both my weekend songs and my top five are from that album. Nice. Because it's just, I had that album on repeat because it, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those ones I could listen to so for so long because it's just, it's catchy. It it does it's everything the weekend does right, but um, at the same time, uh, after hours as an album is still a little better. But that's but that being said. I love Don FM. Do you um, think... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, Less Than Zero is a great song. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. TJ, would you say that he is probably... he's? I think definitely, but you would say he's one of the most creative artists currently with what he does with all the movie references and his music videos with the movie references. And of course, this Don FM album with Jim Carrey coming in there as the the radio announcer or radio host. I, I would say so. Would, would you agree from, from what I know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think, um, he's just one of those guys that like, he like in terms of like music, he infuses like different eras as well. Like, cause I mean like there's a solid like chunk of Don FM that's like comes out of a different era. Like it has mm. lots more seventies beats. Um, it's, it, it's not like a, you're like a modern hip hop album. It's it's not going to be like a Drake album or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like considering he's like, he's also creating like a show, um, with a guy who I think wrote euphoria, like they're creating oh. a show together and I'm guessing that's going to be chock full of movie references, like all of his music videos. Yeah. Um, so he, he just, and I, I mean, considering how popular he is, it's, it's definitely interesting because like, mm-hmm. I wonder who is number one on Spotify right now. It's annoying that they don't just have a list of top artists. I know Harry. I know I saw briefly one of Harry Styles songs, I think was number one this year. I think it was as I was. I could right? see that. Isn't that as it was, as it was. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was I like the, that. uh, that was like the only single that came out for his new album like beforehand. And it got crazy big. Like it yeah. was big because of Harry. There's a ton of Harry fans. And then I think TikTok made it even bigger. And then I think it came out in like March. So it like, it just stayed popular for like the rest of the summer. Oh, wow. It was that long ago. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, that album came out a long time ago. Wow. Which is really weird to think about. Yeah. It feels like it came it, out. It's not feeling like it No. It feels like it came out at maybe the end of mid-summer at least. End of the summer. That's crazy. Uh, the, the reason I yeah, know about it see. is because obviously it was super popular. But also I, I heard it in I feel like a billion commercials too. I think it was or, – or something along those lines. Because it was just yeah crazy. So the album came out May 20th. But let's see song itself came out as it was here it is uh april 1st so oh Oh, yeah a month before almost two yeah yes man april feels forever ago and it's and it's and yet it we're not even out of it's in the same year as we are now but yeah feels like forever ago all right, TJ, is there anything else you'd like to mention about your number quattro song? Not really. I mean, 
I love it. I love its acoustic-y kind of vibe where it has like acoustic uh, guitars in there. It's nice. I love it. Okay. Very cool. My number three song is You May Be Right by Billy Joel. Now, I want to be clear. I am not some basic classic rock person, okay? And no offense to those basic classic rock people, okay? I, I just I just sound like I offended them. That's... I know my stuff. I TJ can agree. TJ knows. I know my stuff. But I did want to check out more Billy Joel stuff because, you know, I mean, I know a lot of his popular songs and I like them and everything, but I want to check out more of his albums. I was kind of doing an album. I was going through albums really at the beginning of the year and I kind of tailed off of going through albums from different artists all the way through from start to finish. And one of them was Glass House or Glass Houses. Can't remember if it's plural or not by Billy Joel and it has a iconic I think it's considered iconic TJ album cover of him in front of a a large window pane and in winter and it's it's dope cover and has a, a lot of iconic and great songs and you may be right is I think probably well I think there is actually one more more popular song I will go pull the album up right now just because why not, than that one. But that is up there as one of the most popular songs out of that album. It's Glass Houses. And just one of the most popular Billy Joel songs in general. Yeah, so you may be right, Sometimes a Fantasy, Don't Ask Me Why, a lot of really popular songs. And what can I say? It's Billy Joel, man. Catchy, iconic. Like, his music has aged so well throughout the years. And it just has a a universal vibe to it, sort of a universal way that it's made where even people that don't really like classic rock like Billy Joel and don't really like that kind of music like Billy Joel. So, yeah, I'm glad I went through that album, and that is my number three. What would you say is your favorite Billy Joel song? It's on that album, and I would say it's... I mean, it could very well be that one. I would say... I think it's... I don't want to play it because obviously podcast, the podcast is... Or the, I mean, we're going to get copyrighted. But I believe it's either You May Be Right. Well, I know it, it might be that one. Or, and I think this is the song that I loved a lot, was Sleeping With The Television On. Yeah, I think that's it. Which is also in this album. I would say those two are my favorite, probably. What about you? Hey, Grongs and Billy Joel. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is probably, it's probably She's Always a Woman off The Stranger. Okay. Have you heard that album? It's pretty good. I have not heard it all the way through, no. The only Billy Joel yeah, that's album. That's the only one I've heard all the way through by him. Oh, oh, you did go to that, go from that one from beginning to end, TJ. Oh, let's see what now? Oh, so you did that one? You did actually go through from beginning to end. You did that. That one was. Yeah, I have it on vinyl. Oh, because uh, my grandpa used to have it. Oh, that's dope. So it got passed on to me. That's dope. So um, I've listened to that one, uh, maybe once or twice. I need I need to give it another, uh, another listen because it's pretty good. Okay. But I've been meaning to listen to it, Glass House because you you talked about it a while ago. Us, you were, you you. You sang its praises, and I was like, okay, yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but you're not surprised either, TJ. I mean, all those songs, pretty much every Billy Joel song you come across, 
you pretty much like it. I, I mean, he doesn't... He doesn't... Re- I don't think so, from what I've heard. I, I haven't heard a bad song from him. I mean... Oh, no. He, he's consistently really good. Yeah. And it should be no surprise for those that even just barely know him. Because, yeah, it's just... That it, it adds to his whole everyone likes me sort of thing. Because just all his songs are great. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's... Oh, definitely yeah, you, check uh, that album out at some point. Also, you were right earlier. As It Was is the top song yeah. played on Spotify this year. Uh, do, do you see the, the number of listens by that? Whatever you... Wherever you found that? Does it say? Uh, no, I don't see the listens. Okay. But um, globally, the top five were Harry Styles... Uh, a song called Heat Waves by Glass Animals. That okay. song got popular like last year mm. and through TikTok. Um, a Justin Bieber song. Well, he's I don't, it's not by Justin Bieber. He only features on it, but mm. he's bigger than the person that's by. So let's be real. Yeah. And then um, two songs by the Mexican rapper Bad Bunny, who's oh, uh, yeah. the wolf in, <laughs> Bullet, in Train. Uh, Bullet Train. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. The wolf. Yeah. The color palette in that movie goes off. It's pretty cool. So good. Yeah. All right, TJ, give us your numero trace. My number three is another Frank Ocean song. Okay. It's uh, Self Control off the same album as uh, as Nights. And uh, Absolute Banger. The ending of this song is probably one of my favorite just musical things ever. Interesting. Um, yeah, it, hmm. it like they do like this. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. But like, if you're just like laying there and you like have headphones in, you, you listen to it. It's it's it's, it's the epitome of a vibe. Hmm. Um, and I love it. Uh, as a song, it's not like the greatest one, but I think there was a while where I just I had it on just all the time. Because it's just so catchy. What is Frank but, Ocean again? What what does he classify as? Is he what is he pop? He's rap. Oh, he's rap. rap. He's rap. Oh, okay, okay. He's like rap, but also like, um, he's he he does kind of venture out into some other things. Like he'll add kind of other elements. Uh, so he's not like quite all rap. Hmm. Kind of like what like uh Tyler the Creator does, or something like that, where. I mean, he's more rap, but uh, they kind of like venture out. And they're like, "Oh, let's add some so- like songs that aren't just me rapping. Hmm. Let's have like a more of a weep, like a a true like song song where I'm like singing and like stuff like that. It's pretty cool. I like it. So he's kind of that more kind of on that same creative line as as the as future or not future. God, why do I say that? <laughs> the weekend, the weekend, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I definitely say so. Okay, where there it's like, uh, it's it's definitely quality over quantity. Mm. Cough cough. I'm coming for you, Drake. Um, <laughs> I want to see this personal vent or not vendetta you have, TJ, but this whole uh thing you have on Drake. I want to see it come to fruition. I don't I wanna, hate Drake. I want to see you and Drake that. like sit down. It will never happen. But I want to see you guys sit down, and I want you to I want you to speak your mind to him, TJ. Uh. Um, I just want that to happen for you. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't hate the guy. Um, I respect the hustle, <laughs> but at the same time, 
Home Slice. He released three <laughs> albums in what three two years? Yeah, something like that. Uh, two of them aren't that good. <laughs> um, only one of them is your comeback album, oh. and it's a collaboration with another person. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like from from looking on the outside as one who doesn't really listen to that genre, but pays attention to culture, pop culture, all that stuff, social media. It seems like, and TJ, I know the way it sounds like, I think y'all agree with me. A lot of the, some of the songs that has gotten, that have gotten popular or albums that have gotten pop popular in recent years has been a lot to do with the fact that it's Drake and not so much as the songs are actually good. Would you say that that applies? Oh, with like Drake, like Drake albums? Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, um, what's the album before? I don't even remember. doesn't even matter. Um, yeah. Like, once we hit, like, 2020-ish, maybe it's 2021, whatever year Certified Lover Boy came out, that's the moment we realized Drake had peaked five years ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right. And uh, Homeboy wasn't going back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because there were so many more misses than there were, hey, this is actually kind of decent. <laughs> um, okay. And then Homeboy released like a, like a dance album. Interesting. <laughs> like Beyonce did. Okay. It was a weird year this year. Because uh. like D- Drake and Beyonce both did like a dance type album. Oh, they were, oh, they were popular. Everyone was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. My number two is I ran parentheses so far away by Flock of Seagulls. Flock of Seagulls. Yes. I just, why did I, oh, you know why I got on this song? It's because of the Guardians of the Galaxy video game which I still haven't finished, but I promise is great. I just, I don't know. I have one chapter left and I have not finished it yet. I will, I promise, I'm saying that on this podcast, I will finish it over break. TJ and I have winter break coming up in a couple weeks. I will finish it then. I literally have one chapter left. But anyway, yeah, so I, I, I've heard, I heard of this song before. It's a very popular 80s song. Oh, it's and, easily one of the most famous 80s songs. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. It just really hit me with the Guardians video game. I was reminded of it, I guess you could say. And yeah, I listened to this thing on repeat around the same time as Just Like Heaven in spring of last year. And of course, I st- and I don't, I still listen to it, but obviously not as, as regularly. It's just, it has such a, I don't know how I want to describe this. It has such a, it has that 80s, pop essence to it i guess i could say that duran duran has in some sense that's just so vibrant and just it makes you feel good and so yeah so that's that's why part of the reasons why i like it so much and yeah that is my number my number two what and what a name too by the way flock of seagulls I love coming across 80s band names like that. Bananarama. It's like, what? But it's so dope. <laughs> Favorite is uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It's so random. Yeah. There's, uh, what was that one? Uh, Johnny Hates Jazz. 
I think that's another one. Johnny Hates Jazz is pretty good. Yep. Johnny Hates Jazz. Um, what else is there? Wang Chung. Wang Chung. That's a good one. What's the... This one isn't nearly as crazy, but isn't um, Modern English, right? Isn't that the name of a band? Modern English. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. They're they're 80s, right? Still? or Modern English? Yeah. 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 That's what I thought. I just know, isn't their pop? Isn't their most popular song? Didn't that come out in '89? I feel like that was an '89 thing. Yeah, I listened uh, I to them for a little the, bit, but uh, their most famous song came out in '82. Oh wow! I <laughs> on side of the decade. Yeah, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> I melt with you is what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I think the funny thing is, TJ, we may have had this exact conversation, and I was like, I'm pretty sure, TJ, this came out in the late 80s or early 90s, and you're like, no, you idiot. And I'm like, oh. I know you fool. (laughs) Fool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely a fool in that regard. Uh, Okay. It's it's definitely weird, because I'm looking at modern English's years of act, like, when they were active, 79 to 87, 89 to 91, 95 to present. They didn't keep, like, they had, like, either they kept just breaking up, or they just, like, needed a lot of breaks <laughs> as yeah. a group. So, what what defines this, these gaps between time? Did they say, oh, we're breaking up, and then they get back together five years? Or, like, what, how does someone know in this regard? I mean, obviously, is, ba- yeah. Yeah, it says they disbanded and then reformed later. Huh. And then disband again. Oh, God. And then, and then once they reunited in 95, oh, they've continued oh, with oh. various lineups. <laughs> That's how you know. Oh, man. Yeah. Culture there is great. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It's probably like you define it as like they officially come out and say, we're, we're done. It's oh. like... Yeah. There was a long period of time where, like, a band like Rush was, like, inactive, but they weren't officially broken up. So, like, although they didn't make an album, they're still technically considered together, I guess. Well, and that's why I asked, yeah. Did they actually say, oh, hey, we broke up, we're breaking up, and that appears to be the case. So that, that makes sense, but... Yeah, they I know... pulled a Daft Punk. <laughs> didn't make anything in 10 years and then broke up. <laughs> yeah. On a random day. Dude, that Daft Punk video was wild. <laughs> Their breakup video. So wild. I remember that. That was bizarre. I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, totally not surprising, though, because, you know, it is Daft Punk. They are kind of... They're an interesting duo. I mean, the fact that they yeah. don't show their faces, among other things. Those uh, Frenchmen. Yes. Okay, TJ, I'm done with my number two. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess your number two because you said it's your t- the two artists are Frank Ocean and few or uh, the Weekend. So I yeah. uh, obviously I can guess with those two, but I'll guess the artist, just the artist. I'm gonna say <laughs> again. I have a fifty percent shot, so hopefully I get this. But I'm gonna Point say us. what was your number three? Was that Frank Ocean? Oh, uh, Frank Ocean. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Frank Ocean again for number two. It is yes. My number two is 
Uh, it's Pyramids by Frank Ocean. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go to my soundboard here real quickly. Did you hear that, TJ? Sorry, sir, you cut out. Did you hear that? I didn't, no. Okay. I, I just applauded myself, but go ahead. Ah, yes. Um, but yeah, my number two is Pyramids, which is Frank Ocean's 10-minute uh, absolute banger, which has slowly probably become my favorite Frank Ocean song. Damn, you have a 10-minute song in your top five. That's pretty lit. Yeah. Um, I, I adore this song. This is slowly encroaching in just one of my favorite songs, probably just ever. Um, because it's, it's, it's so, it's so versatile. It's, it's catchy. Like the song breaks down like three times. I love every time it like switches and like the, like the verses change like speeds and vibes. Oh my God. Um, like Mm. it's, it's 10 minutes, but I, it feels like nothing. And I can listen to that song anytime, any mood, like it is an, an immediate pick me up kind of thing. Yeah. So um, would you say, TJ, that this song kind of has almost those chapters that Bohemian Rhapsody does where it it, go, it gets very different in, in, in multiple different sections? Are, is that what it's kind of like? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's like where the first, like, I'd say maybe three minutes are like a very, like, uh, they're very much like one vibe. And then like verse two, I guess it would be maybe three of the song is where like it switches and then okay. it kind of like it switches like like beat, and then like the the fourth like it's kind of keeps that beat, but at the same time it like changes a little bit, and then it has like this like nice like minute and a half like John Mayer um, guitar solo exit, and it's so good. I love it. Mm. Oh my god! I love I I don't have I as much pumped. experience with those kind of songs that are you know longer, but I love when they use that time correctly and and use it uses it beneficially compared to uses it wisely and interestingly like compared to a song if it was just a long normal regular one kind of beat song like the bohemian rhapsody one is the one i'm most familiar with when 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 artists can actually nail that and have just all these different tones and and vibes and almost genres in within that one song and they do it right it's I, it's pretty dope i mean i love the obviously bohemian rhapsody song so yeah bohemian rhapsody i mean that's a certified banger right there of course of course yeah i mean anyone who doesn't know that song what are you doing go with your life yeah go listen to it there you go exactly tj anything else on number two no okay I mean, let me some Frank Ocean. I like it. My numero uno is Last Mango in Paris by Jimmy Buffett. This has become my favorite Jimmy Buffett song, and I do think it is underrated. Although I do think it is valued by uh, highly by a lot of Jimmy Buffett fans, I really do think this, sh- this song should go up there with I think it should be right close under Cheeseburgers in Paradise. His real Margaritaville. A lot of his really popular songs. Go listen to it because if if you like Jimmy Buffett or just just to just to check it out. But 
one thing that I really like about Jimmy Buffett, why I love him so much, is his fun, interesting storytelling that he does with his songs. And this one, I, I love this, the storytelling with, with Last Mango in Paris. And just, just such a banger name. Like, Last Mango in Paris. That sounds awesome. I gotta go check that out. Like, such an interesting name. And such a great vibe. Just like a lot of his other songs, really easy to to sing along to, and that's why I love Jimmy Buffett so much. And like I said, definitely, or I think I said this already, my favorite Jimmy Buffett song. It used to be Cheeseburgers in Paradise, which if any, if I said that to anyone, they would think, oh, this guy's super basic. But as you know, TJ, and actually as podcasts, all the podcast people that listen listen to the last wrapped episode knows, I I have. I have vast knowledge. I've listened to a lot of Jimmy Buffett songs, so I'm not basic, but that was my favorite song for the longest time just because it was a vibe. And it's great. Yeah, it's I great. Love song. Exactly. It's it's popularity-wise, I'm not looking at the Spotify list that because they do the the top 5 most popular when you look at the artists, but I would say it's th- it's in the top 3. I mean, Margaritaville 1 obviously. Well, it's probably 2 actually. Yeah. I would say it's 2 and then maybe, I don't know, come Monday 3 or something like that. I don't know. But but yeah, so extremely popular that one is. Last Mango, not quite as much. I hope it does get more popular. And I unfortunately, TJ, I don't know if the podcast knows this, but we were going to go see Jimmy Buffett in concert in the fall. But he got sick, which was kind of, de- not which was depressing. And uh, yeah, love my guy Jimmy. So that is my number one song. Okay, so yeah, you, what were your picks for his top three? I said it was Hold number off. one, Margaritaville. Oh, 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 wait. Actually, uh, now that I think about it, so number one I would say is Margaritaville. I would okay, say that's right. number two. I know what one of the – I know the two that are two and three. I just don't know what order to put them in. So I'm going to say – I'm going to say number two is – Five o'clock somewhere, and number three is cheeseburgers in paradise. What a- if we're just doing Jimmy Buffett? Cheeseburgers in paradise is number two. Oh, it but is. I will check. Uh, oh, oh, five wait. O'clock. Oh, okay. Five o'clock. So, well, look, I was talking Jay. about the Spotify. What, what are you looking on? Spotify? Uh, yeah, I'm oh, doing okay. by total streams. Oh, you are okay. Because I, I thought I, I it's thought five o'clock somewhere is actually technically number one. Oh, it is. If if you include that one, even though it's like technically another guy's album. Dang. Well, I, I, I. But yes, old Jimmy Buffett songs. It goes Margaritaville at one twenty six million, Cheeseburger in Paradise with forty million, and then Come Monday with thirty four million. So I was right, wasn't I? Right the yeah. first time. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah, the right top three. I'm throwing my Velcro. <laughs> I'm throwing my Velcro strap from my microphone in anger right now. Yeah, and then it goes uh, changes in latitudes. A pirate looks at a forty, and then son of a son of a sailor. Well, that's depression. I was right the first time. Oh well. Yeah, so that's my number one. I don't. I don't really ever see Jimmy Buffett. Oh God, I just gave away my number one artist. Well, anyway, <laughs> the way the way I described uh, 
Last Mango in Paris, though, I'm sure a lot of people thought it would be my number one artist. But, but yeah, I just don't ever see... How did you listen to your top song? It actually, I don't know if this is... I mean, it wasn't as much as one week last year, but I listened to it, I think, 34 times. Which, I don't know if that's a lot. I mean, I guess probably, but I don't know. Mine was a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm not surprised. I I try to be more balanced this year. Like I said, TJ, I went on that album search, you know, for like half the year. So yeah, I, yeah. So that's part of the reason. But but yeah, it's, I'm not. I mean, none, neither of us are surprised. It's my number one. I mean, I have an addiction yeah. with Jimmy Buffett. Let's be real. We, we both know this. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's not very hard to to guess, right? So yeah, that's my number one. Don't have anything else to add except go listen to it. You know what? Actually, I, the one last thing I'll say. No, I'll save that for later. TJ, you go ahead. Give us your number one. I'll save my thing for later. My number one song of the year was Out of Time by The Weeknd. Okay. So the, the big song off of the new album came out earlier this year, like I mentioned. Yeah. Um, it has the Jim Carrey outro. Hell yeah. The song's just catchy. The video's great. I love the video. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to know how many times I like listened to this song? I'm going to guess. Here's what I'll do. I'm going to give you my guess, but then don't give me the answer right away. Let me keep guessing. But I'll, but this is my my first legitimate guess. I would say I'm going to say 80 times. Yeah. More. More. 110 times. Oh, that's like weirdly close. Just a little lower. 107 times. A little lower again. 105 times. Almost. 104 times. Almost. No! <laughs> 103 times. CC Senior. Yes! <laughs> I won't give myself an applause for that, but okay, I finally got it. There we go. But yeah, that uh, 103 that's, times I listened to that song. That's ridiculous. That is not in a bad way. That's just like, wow, that's awesome. And, and just like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's crazy. It, I will say, uh, say like, I, I did go on my weekend binge where I listened to a lot of the weekend. Yeah. But like, this is, it's been like the one song that's like, actually stayed in my playlists so like even though, even as i faded out of like hardcore going with the weekend it's been like one of the only two or three songs that's like stayed mm. kind of like same with like oh uh, less than zero where it was like i can i still want to listen to this one even after yeah would you say tj that you go on as far as phases of listening to music do you do it more with well, I imagine you you probably do it more with artists than individual songs, right? Would you say? Or or no? Little artists, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would probably do I would Well actually I don't know. I think I'm a little different because and again, TJ, you know this. I, I say guys, you gotta remember, I mean TJ and I we've been friends for a while, so maybe I should just stop saying that because and just people will just assume that. But I don't really, you know, I don't really expand my artists. And so 
I guess that's part of the reason. I didn't why- just hear that much. So yeah, I feel yeah. that. I guess maybe that's why I would actually say that I probably do it more with individual songs, actually. But art- artists make a lot of sense too. Obviously, I just yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, there's Jimmy Buffett, but that's that's not a phase anymore. That's just like a that's a lifestyle. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's right, DJ. That's a lifestyle. So, yeah, <laughs> that's that is that's right. Yeah, that's that's cool. Going through my top 100, and there's like there's songs that I thought I listened to a lot more than like than the, like their placement on here. There's like a few where I'm like, huh. I apparently didn't listen to that as much as I thought I did. Hmm. There's that one. Whoa. What? That's very surprising. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) There's one song that's like just precipice, like the top 50. And I was like, that is a weird placement, but it is a longer song. So Mm. probably just from playing it like a few times, it automatically got a lot higher. But then again, it's above "Let's Get It On" by Marvin Gaye. So, like, how listen? How much do you listen to Marvin Gaye? I listened to "Let's Get It On" so much in the late summer, like that was interesting. That I I was expecting this to be in my top five. Hmm. Okay, but it is number fifty-one. Wow. So right. that that's I was very surprised by that. Same with like "China Girl" by David Bowie. That's oh, at 55. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting that to be like top 15. Yeah, you talk about you. I remember you talking about that song a lot. Just kind of on. That song the, goes so hard. Yeah. The bass solo. Oh. Yeah. Love it. I guess before we move on to artists, I'll also mention a couple songs. One that I found very interesting that, first of all, that I liked as much as I did. And then the fact that it got so high. Is also interesting, but so before I I give the song, well I'll just give the song first. So it's "Rushing Water" by Sting, and obviously Sting, iconic '80s musician, right with the Police. Normally, when '80s, '70s, '60s artists release songs post their you know their career, post their their most iconic years when they're kind of low, more low-key without their main band, whatever, I usually don't really listen to those songs, and I don't really find them good or interesting to listen to. I don't really jam to those. But this one was an exception, and I found, that's why I found it very weird, because I don't really like the when, I, when artists do that. I don't really... Well, I mean, good for them, but like I don't really care for their, for their, their songs. And there, of course, are many, many, many examples out there. But, I don't know, it just kind of was a jam, and, yeah, so anyway, that's one that I'd mentioned. When did the album come out? Uh, I think it, I think it was this year, dude, or this song was this year. Really? Because it was, I think, I think, you, yeah. You it was called Rush or, or, Water? Or, or, or 2021 was the album, so, so, uh, two years ago. Well, actually a year ago, I guess, yeah. Last year, yeah. Yeah, last year. Man. Yeah, 2021. Yeah, huh. so I I don't know. It was just, I don't. It's just like I said, it's very strange because I don't ever do this. I don't really care when artists from the eighties, seventies, sixties release new songs. 
like within the last decade, couple decades. I really generally don't care. But I heard this on the radio, and I was, and I thought, wow, this is actually kind of a jam. And it was playing on the radio quite a bit. The station that my dad had it on when we, uh, I listened to it a lot when we were duck hunting in early, 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 obviously. 2021 and I can't remember what station he had on I think it was I don't remember but obviously even if I knew the number people that don't live in you know the Treasure Valley wouldn't care because they wouldn't have they would have no idea but yeah so anyway that's just weird and then the other one that I would shout out is let's see what else am I going to shout out Oh, uh, Rhinestone Cowboy by Glenn Campbell. Yeah, I, I got back into that song. I was I was really big on Glenn Campbell. And right, Glenn Campbell, for those who don't know, he's like Southern Knights, dude. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's also he's also in True Grit, <laughs> funny enough. And I'd also shout out the Ted La- dude, the Ted Lasso theme made my top twenty. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes, it did. I yeah. Love that. Yeah. So that's a jam too. But yeah, those those were, and of course I mentioned Sanu Candy, which is just Sanu Candy. I requested that song <laughs> numerous times, TJ. Right when we go to the theater and stuff. Or, oh yeah. Whenever we started driving, Sanu Candy somehow always <laughs> made it into the uh, like the, the shuffle. Yeah. Oh. And I would I would intently look at at you and Emerson waiting for your guys' reactions. That was pretty funny. <laughs> but but the, the thing is too is like I unironically liked that song. That was a thing too. I wasn't doing it for the meme. Oh, it's a banger. I love it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. TJ, you love it too. Yeah, yeah. It's it is a it is a it is an actual banger. But the meme came from the fact that I would always get Emerson's reaction to to it because he was like oh my gosh this song again but yeah so anyway is there any other songs tj you want to shout out or do we want to quickly go to not quickly but do we want to go over to the artists god dang uh i was just like seeing how many like songs by artists were in my top 100 i have a three-way tie for my first for albums or for for artists because in this playlist, there are 13 Harry Styles songs, 13 Weekend songs, and 13 Frank Ocean songs. Hmm. That's, that's impressive. How many Smashing Pumpkins songs are in there? Interesting. Smashing Pumpkins only has 10. Huh. Yeah, this, this year I didn't branch out as much, but... Yeah, well, I can't remember, TJ. Who did you say, obviously, take away the... Well, your favorite... I don't care what your artists say, obviously, because that can be different, right? Because, like, for example, I have none of my – well, Last Mango in Paris is on there. But besides Last Mango in Paris, there are – like, my all-time favorite songs, that was the only one that made it on the list. So the reason I say that is because I'm asking you, your favorite rock band is – obviously, take away whatever your list says – is what? Smashing Pumpkins? Rush? One of those two? Yeah. Yeah. Smashing Pumpkins now, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right, do you want to give much. give us your number, okay. CJ, since I started music, do you want to give us your number five artist? I will do that. 
And oh. pull up the picture again. Oh, that's what it is. My number five artist was Doja Cat. Oh, really? Yes. Dang. I don't... Well, I can't remember, TJ. I, I don't. I didn't mean to have that reaction necessarily. But is Doja Cat a meme? I can't remember. Kind of yes, kind of yeah. no. Okay. okay. Um, yes, in the sense that some of her songs are so goofy. Um, but, like, self-intentionally goofy. Like, the lyrics are so dumb that... <laughs> like kind of it's just like it's just intentional like you, yeah. you know that they're dumb for a reason right um or because like self-aware i'm just gonna be a total meme to this song mm. um and and then there's like songs that are like legitimately pretty catchy um that are actually like pretty pretty well done but i was originally gonna go see her in concert so i was like Getting myself hyped up, yeah. listening to those albums, and then that didn't happen. So I, uh, I haven't listened to her in a while, but mm. apparently still top five worthy <laughs> over some of those other bands yeah. or artists. Interesting. I'm here for it. I don't. I still love to, like to sit down and listen to some Doja Cat. Hell yeah, yeah. my favorite. Yeah, Doja Cat falls under, for me, one of those artists that you and Emerson show me, or at least you show me. Like, you show me Frank Ocean songs and Doja Cat songs. I just I just forget about them. The Weeknd, however, that one, when you, you and William show me those songs, I remember him because I, I do legitimately, and it's because I, I like his songs. Like, I legitimately liked all the songs that you guys showed me. He, he has that sort of, he, the, his, I don't mean to, like, go off on, the weekend or anything because he's probably in your top artist. Well, he is. You said, but yeah. but he has that sort of timeless feeling to him. You know what I'm saying, TJ? Has the kind of like Billy Joel does almost. Actually, speaking of Billy Joel, we were talking about him earlier. Yes. He has that timeless yeah. energy to him, and I should definitely describe it better. But you get where I'm coming from. I get where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think when I'm back for break, I'll have to kind of like we'll we'll have to sit down and like vibe to some frank ocean because i think there are some aspects that i think you would like from frank ocean okay um and like production wise and stuff like that all right um that has very like the weekend energy okay um yeah I'd be but that. yeah in regards to doja cat love that meme <laughs> yeah okay my number five and for the sake of time tj i'm looking at it we're already in an hour i want to quickly before we end the not quickly but i do want to spend some time it can only be you know five ten minutes whatever talking about the two marvel trailers that came out so let's just just give me your thoughts on maybe one or two more artists on your list so we can get to that well, if you're i'll just rapid fire through them real quick okay yeah that works uh, go ahead uh, i can just read them off uh four was smashing pumpkins three was harry styles two frank ocean and one the weekend okay. so so give us, give yeah. me, yeah, thoughts on one or two of those artists that you want to, maybe want to hit on. Um, I mean, I guess with Harry, I, I didn't expect Harry to be so high. Uh, I did listen to a lot of Harry, but like, um, actually now that I think about it, I, 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 I could see it. Um, but I mean, I, I haven't listened to a lot of Harry Styles probably in once, probably since, since Don't Worry Darling came out, I have not listened to like any Harry Styles. 
I love that you use that metric, by the way, TJ. That's just a perfect, perfect metric as far as when you did and did not listen to his songs. Shout out. It's true. Like, as soon as <laughs> Don't Worry Darling, like, like, reviews first started coming in, I stopped listening to Harry Styles. <laughs> and I haven't been able to go back, like, fully. That's oh, just... Man, that's pretty good. Between that and... and the fact that you were calling my Jimmy Buffett thing a lifestyle, which is totally true. I just, this is, this podcast episode is really just, it's great. Don't worry, darling it. index. <laughs> yeah. I think from now on, we should just like, every the, as far as classifying time and events, it, it should just be before Don't Worry Darling came out and after TJ. I think you're really onto something here. <laughs> <laughs> It makes things more oh entertaining. God. I'm just saying, like before or B W B D W D. There we go. That's right. Oh yeah, because what, what's like the thing? In, what's the thing in Star Wars? It's before they do before Yavin, right? Isn't that a, that's a time thing that they use? I think it's like before. What is it? Oh, it's B B Y. Yeah, before Battle of Yavin. B B Y. Is they use that? I don't know if Star Wars fans use just Star Wars fans use that, or they use that in like actual Star Wars content. But I know fans use it at least. BBY that is that is yeah because that's the year that uh, New Hope takes place. Yeah, canonically. Yes. So anyway, yeah, we'll we'll treat we'll treat Don't Worry Darling the same way that Star Wars fans Star Wars content treats. The Battle of Yavin, BBY. Everything is before Don't Worry Darling. (laughs) (laughs) We have to subtract years. Yeah, yeah. Who cares about, you know, the Ice Age, dinosaurs, whatever. Just, it's before Don't Worry Darling. That's really... We we need something more relevant to us. Dinosaurs, what the hell. Who cares about them anyway? Who cares? The, yeah. The Ice Age. What the hell? Who cares about that? <laughs> TJ, do you want to hit on on one more artist? I'm good. Okay, cool. So I would say... Reaches for my phone. I, I, I always start out by trying to give my top five, and I'm like, you know what? Off the top of my head, but then I realize, oh, wait, I'm an idiot. Okay. Dude, this was surprising. I don't know if you saw us on the group chat. My number five is Pearl Jam. Like, that is wild. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. That is wild. So I, it, yeah, I, I took a quick glance at your, your thing. Yeah. But, like, nothing too crazy. And I was like, Pearl Jam? Oh. The hell? <laughs> the weirdest thing. But anyway, yeah, five is Pearl Jam, four is Fleetwood Mac. Also, I'm not a basic Fleetwood Mac person. By the way, I have a personal vendetta against that Chevy commercial that keep that keeps using the everywhere. Use everywhere. Yeah, I'm gonna find. I listened to everywhere yesterday, and it was ruined for me because of the Chevy commercial. Yeah, I know, TJ. You said earlier you had dreams ruined for you because of the TikTok. Was it the TikTok trend that did that? Yes. Oh my God, I cannot stand listening to dreams now because every twenty year old like girl on tiktok thinks it's the most vibe song ever and it's just like no (laughs) yeah i i hate that you just now picked it up 40 years (laughs) later and you're acting like it's it came out yesterday yeah it's 
Mm, it makes me so mad. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it ticks me off too. And I didn't have that issue with Dreams, but unfortunately I'm really having that issue with Everywhere now. And, it's re- and now I feel your pain because it is really, really annoying because I love that song. I loved that song. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's pretty much ruined by that Chevy commercial and it's so so annoying. So yeah, I have a personal oh. vendetta against that whoever decided, oh hey, we should we should put this in a Chevy commercial. It's like, no, you idiot. So anyway. What's the other really big Fleetwood Mac song that everyone like recently flocked to? It's their other like really big song. Is it the chain? Yeah, it's the chain. Really? I thought that w- recently what what happened with that one because i know it was in guardians the first movie but but that was a while ago so has there what, what i think it i think it was like the like the song before like tiktok and like all that mm. where it was like that was the big fleetwood mac song that everyone like flocked to mm. and then like as soon as the other two kind of got popular again that one also like surged but like not as hard now yeah but like yeah, it's oh, it's very people in their Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, it's anyway. Yeah, I'm like people. I've been listening to this group since I was like six in sixth grade. Come on now, like get this together. Don't don't the the worst ones are the ones that like act like they've been there forever. That's oh God. that's extremely. It's like annoying. Andrew Garfield fans. Oh God. Yeah, like when when everyone said, "Oh my gosh!" Like I loved the Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies. I loved his Spider Man's. Like, no, you didn't. I know that because I was one of the original fans of his. Like, I originally, whenever immediately after I saw him, I was like, "He's better than Toby. He's awesome." Like, well, I said that when I when I was originally watching those movies, and and then yeah, after like No Way Home, right before No Way Home came out, and after No Way Home came out, people were like, "Oh my gosh." I love Andrew Garfield. I love him in Spider-Man. It's like, bro, you definitely were not here before. And there's been some great memes you, made on that, You can that have too. a newfound appreciation. You can have a newfound appreciation, but don't act like it's, like, truly new. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the same thing with the prequels, too. Nobody liked those movies for a long time. So don't act like everyone loved them since 2005. Most people definitely didn't. Also, I'm looking at a picture of Fleetwood Mac. And someone from the band looks like if Charles Manson was mixed with a Muppet. <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty great. That's a pretty great description. TJ, you're on a roll this episode. My gosh. Dude, I'm going to send this to you because it's, it's kind of scaring me. Well, and speaking of Fleetwood Mac, someone died recently from the band, too. One of the... Or who was it? Really? Yeah, it was really, really popular. I definitely should know the person's name, but I'm an idiot. Uh, it was one of the, it was, it was the person that had the most beef with, now I, that's, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty impressive considering there was a is lot it, of beef in, in Fleetwood Mac. That's not hard for Fleetwood Mac. What? Stevie Nicks. Well, yeah, Stevie Nicks, who was the one that? Oh yeah, that person does look like a Muppet, what the hell? Uh, Christine McVie. I think that's how you say it. Oh. Yeah. She I di- did not see this. She died recently. And what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. There was a ton of beef between, I mean, 
you're not surprised, but of course, because you know Fleetwood Mac, and pretty much anyone that has any idea what Fleetwood Mac is knows there was a lot of beef in that group. But she and McVie and Stevie Nicks went at it. At it. And I can't, I think it was something because, or no. Well, yeah, they went at it, and I think what happened was she, McVie, dated, or was cheating on, was it McVie or, or Stevie Nicks? One of them was cheating on the one of the guys that did the lights for, I think, Fleetwood Mac concerts with their husband. I'm just making this more confusing. <laughs> but anyway, that, that's just a... I get where you're going. Yeah, it's a long sidetrack for what I was originally talking about, which was, yeah, Fleetwood Mac is my number four. And then I did just want to uh, confirm, TJ, that yes, I agree with you. I don't mind people that realize, oh, the prequel trilogies were... The prequel trilogy was great. Oh, Andrew Garfield's a great, a good Spider-Man. Oh, Fleetwood Mac's awesome. I don't mind that at all. I think that's awesome because it brings it's bringing stuff to light and bring making things more popular that I wished was more popular when I first loved them or whatever when I first really liked them. I think that's awesome. Bringing more appreciate appreciation to them. I think that's awesome. But there's a difference between that and saying like, oh, I was an OG member or whatever. And go about acting like that. I, yeah. So I, I agree with that. But anyway, my last three, my top three, are Crowded House at three, right? Uh, Crowded House three, Billy Joel two, and Jimmy Buffett one. I talked about quite a bit about, really actually all those artists. The last thing I would say about Jimmy Buffett is, what was I going to say? He has a similar energy to Billy Joel in that, well, I don't know if it's necessarily like that, but basically it's sort of similar. His songs, they have that vibe to them where it's impossible, I think, to say that they're technically bad songs. Because he fits in that genre where like, as long as they have that theme, that tropical fun, you know, sometimes sad. It can be they can be sad songs obviously too, you know, come Monday, stuff like that. It can be sort of sadder. But that sort of vibe when he fits the Jimmy Buffett tropical vibe, no matter what, you can't really say they're bad songs. I don't know. I've kind of had that experience, CJ. I don't know about you, especially for someone that's not as blinded by the greatness of Jimmy Buffett that I am. Like I am. But I definitely noticed that with his songs. In part, like I said, because of the genre he's in. What 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 are your your thoughts on that? Yeah, I uh, I mean, I think he's consistently like whatever I listen to by him, I I pretty much like it. I think it's really yeah. good. I don't think I've come across a bad uh, Jimmy Buffett song. Yeah, like at all. Yeah, he's really but... mastered. He he just he's mastered the who he is like as an artist in every facet whether it's the music itself or going on tour for five like billion at five for five billion different stops in america like he was doing until he got sick or wait no he didn't get sick didn't i didn't i say he had like a stroke or something i think we've there was rumors i think i said that he had a stroke or something like that yeah, i don't remember so, something heart attack or stroke something that necessarily wasn't sickness related but per se, but, but yeah. All right. 
that is all I have. We're done now with Spotify wrapped. What a time to be alive. And love me some good old Spotify. And without further ado, TJ, why don't we get to, before we end this thing, because we're, 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 we're getting up there in time here. Well, sort of. We are. But we are. Let's end with, if it's cool with you, TJ, if it's not cool with you, I don't care. <laughs> but let's yeah. end with the <laughs> this ad. This can this adds to the whole you're being held at gunpoint um, <laughs> point vibe. But <laughs> but what are your so so the Ant Man and the Wasp quantum or yeah Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania trailer dropped. What was it? Almost a month ago, actually, which is kind of weird. And then yeah, I know we talked about it on here. Oh, we did actually. We did. Yeah. Oh, well. Just for a little bit. Nothing too crazy. Okay, well then, that's fine. We don't need to go any further than that one. I'm I'm I have memory problems. It's okay. <laughs> but we will talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer because they are my favorite Marvel group and their movies, the first one is a top 3 Marvel movie for me favorites wise. So that's why I would like to talk about it. And it is, you know, it's a prominent topic cuz James Gunn, of course, just took over DC and it's the final chapter in the Guardians trilogy. And so, yeah, I guess without further ado, TJ, what what did you think of the trailer? Uh, I mean, I, I think it is very well known that the Guardians new movies aren't my absolute favorites. Uh, TJ, but... remember, you are being held at gunpoint. Okay, I'm tempting <laughs> the gun, but... <laughs> I'm, or I'm provoking. That's, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, I'm provoking. No, he's not. I, I just want people to know in case they're like not getting the vibe. TJ is not getting held at gunpoint. Okay, that's that's. This is just purely a joke. I just want to be clear because there could be that one person out there that's thinks that I'm a psycho or something, and this is actually going on. I need to be arrested. That's. I promise. That's not what's going on. They're gonna SWAT you. <laughs> Probably, I'm, I'm ready. I, well, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not really ready because I'm here filming, uh, recording a podcast episode. But you know, whatever. Take me, I guess. <laughs> um. Uh, oh yeah, but um, yeah. Not my absolute all-time favorites, but I'm gonna be real. I'm still excited. Um, the trailer. It's, it's, it's great. It's, uh, it's got me hooked. All the things they're teasing, I'm very excited about. It looks great. Um, it just looks like a vibe. I'm here for it. Yeah. While also being very James Gunny and uh, a little darker too. Yeah. It. You bring up a great point, which is that it looks good, and I'm relieved because now one of the things that is going to be looked upon, looked back on when you think of the James Gunn trilogy with this third movie. So far, looking like it's going to look just as great as the other two. Is there people are going to remember? Oh yeah, those movies looked great, great color palette, CGI, set design, whatever. So that's really good. And I don't know if you noticed TJ, but there was actually quite a bit of. Did you notice the two thousand one references in the trailer? There were there were a couple at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, with all the the spacesuits and all that. 
Yeah, so there was – people for some reason were like, oh, this is Among Us. I'm like, no, you guys are an idiot. No, you guys are idiots. It's 2001. If you if you include the, the colored spacesuits and then you also included the – I think it was because of the colored spacesuits. It was – everyone was like, Among Us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they, they all had like the very bright Among Us style. Like it just has that vibe. But like once you look at them and realize, oh, it's 2001. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really, you think, oh, yeah. So, because the reason that I I know for sure it's 2001, those suits, the colored suits are from that, is because they also, in the same tra- in the, in the trailer, have the reference. They show the girl. I think it's a girl in front of Evolutionary is his name, or I can't remember the villain's name, but played by the guy who's in Peacemaker. He, it shows the girl going around like a hamster wheel, in a very – just like the guy in – just like how the ship works in 2001. So I, I, I compared – I connected that with the spacesuits. I'm like, yeah, more than likely that's probably 2001 stuff. So so yeah, I, yeah. that's why I was like I, 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 think, I don't think it's – I think he's already come out and said it. Yeah, he's already come out and said it's like 2001 yeah. kind of thing. Which go for it. Because everyone was like, oh, and like tweeting at him and he's like, no. <laughs> Yeah, watch watch cinema, ladies and gentlemen. Know your cinema, then you would know. Yeah, that's not two thousand. Uh, that's not Among Us. But Obvious. And, but go for two thousand one, man. I mean, another movie that's inspired by two thousand one. I mean, obviously most popular being Star Wars, but man, it's just the the movies that take inspiration from just Kubrick in general, but also two thousand one is it's getting pretty much endless now. So good good for Kubrick. And yeah, so I really loved the 2001 touches. I like how it's how it looks to be darker. I'm just gonna say this because it literally, if you're smart and watch the trailer, it's clear that Rocket's going to die. It's not. I mean, like, come on, people. If you watch the trailer and have a brain, I mean, Chris Pratt is crying. Rocket says, "I'm done running." Um. Whatever. Yeah, they don't. They don't hide it too. Uh, <laughs> too hard. Yeah. It and the fact that it's going to be on. There's going to be a big chunk of it on Rocket's backstory. Like, come on. These are like. Ta- yeah, these are like they're focusing on Homeboy. Yeah, it's textbook science. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry if someone was not really aware of that, but if you watch the trailer even one more time, you should be smart enough to realize, yeah, that's going on. So anyway, I really like that because just like how I like it with. With the Quantum Mania trailer, which I'm sure I mentioned this when we talked about it, is that idea that they are like these lovable, generally funny characters are going to a dramatic, darker shift, at least for a portion of the movie. And that's going to be such a, a welcoming shock that it's going to add more value, I feel like, to Guardians 3 and Quantumania than other trilogies from other Marvel superheroes or other superhero trilogies that were naturally dark to begin with. So, I mean, that's just a natural sort of rule. Like, that just naturally happens when you have characters that you love so much and they're naturally funny, upbeat, whatever. And then to see them go through hardships and stuff like that naturally results in that emotion. And so the fact that the Ant-Man movies and the Guardians movies are 
have spent all this time building up this very funny, enjoyable, mostly 90% upbeat trilogy sort of characters is just awesome because it's going to result in a much darker ending and, and every, you know, it's, it's, it's a trend that generally darker movies people like more. What is the most, what do people say is the greatest Star Wars movie of all time? (laughs) The Empire Strikes Back. What happens in that movie? The Empire Strikes Back and takes out, you know, the whole main crew that we know and love in one way or another. So, and Revenge of the Sith is another, is starting to be, I mean, a few years ago it was starting to be, and is now a very popular Star Wars movie, and a lot of people that think that's the best Star Wars movie in the prequel trilogy. Why? (laughs) Because the bad guys win, and bad things happen. So, I think with all that going for it, I'm, I mean, of course, of course I'd be be excited either way, because I'm a huge Guardians fan, but it's got me real interested to the point where, now I said this with Wakanda Forever, I was like, oh, this could be one of the best Marvel movies of all time. Didn't quite pan out, unfortunately, because they didn't focus on stuff that I would have liked them to focus on. But I think so far with these two, especially Guardians 3, I think they have that potential of being, dare I say, top 10 Marvel movies, top, I don't know, five. That's 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 pushing it, because... I mean, Infinity War, Endgame, Winter Soldier, like, forget about it. Iron Man, but top 10, I could see it. That's it. Yeah. All right, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, yeah. Have you watched the holiday special yet? No. So I'm actually saving that for literally Christmas Eve. So, yeah. It'll be kind of fun, like a Christmas movie thing you know how you watch a christmas movie a year which will my family will do that too but william and i are going to save it for christmas eve i've heard what well yeah tj why don't you give us your thoughts on it because i saw you watched it yeah go ahead what were you what are your thoughts yeah i watched it uh the other night ow yeah friday night i think um it was good it was decent i uh i mean it's everything that uh i mean it's everything guardians Mm -hmm. um and considering I haven't seen a lot of these Guardians movies in a while, um, I was a little skeptical going in because I was like, I don't remember how much I really like Guardians. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm I'm still giving it that that like I I, I want to like it energy. Yeah. And for the most part, I liked it. I think uh, a lot of it was super funny. I there were some some things where I was like, yeah, this is exactly why I have the stigma with Guardians, but um, like for the most part, I was like, this is funny. All the, all the little references are good. It's, it's just, it's dumb fun. I love it. Yeah. That's good to hear. I've, you've said, I mean, you said, you said, you said you liked it. I know a lot of the critics liked it. I think at one point, I don't know what it is now, but it was sitting at a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, something along those lines. So I know a lot okay. of critics liked it. I know the fan, a lot of the fans liked it. And it it's just it's just smart writing by Gunn as far as or 
continually ma- having these smart ideas. Like, perfect. A perfect holiday special. Gamora and Mantis getting Kevin Bacon for for Chris Pratt for for Star-Lord. Like, that's just... It makes total sense. It's perfect, obviously, because you mentioned it before. But it's it's such a convenient way to do a holiday special for these kind of characters. So, yeah, that's... I was not surprised when I found that out. I'm like, okay, this makes total sense and obviously they'd be the group to do it of course i mean that'd be like an iron man holiday yeah. special what the hell that'd be weird i mean obviously he's not with us rest in peace tony stark but yeah oh it's sitting at a 92 oh yeah wow yeah so so yeah. pretty high what was what's werewolf at night do you know what that is at right now i will see okay Wolf. i want to uh, say mid 80s i would guess 95 Oh, yeah, man! Freaking yeah. Marvel. The audience score for the audience score is the same for that one. Marvel is then been... for Guardians. The audience score is 80, 82. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Marvel has just been killing it with these specials already. The first two have been, in one way or another, bangers. You know. Yeah, so... I was gonna say they've both been really successful and well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, is there anything else I would want to mention about, or maybe TJ, if you want to mention anything else about the Guardians trail, I don't, I don't really think so. I'm just excited where it goes, and there is definitely that potential. I'm really excited. I like, I like how the villains are shaping up with Adam Warlock, and I think it's evolutionary, I think played by the Peacemaker guy. I, I like how they're setting up. And it's perfect that they're going in. It's perfect that they're basically choosing uh, the the character, the Guardians character with the darkest past. I mean, the dude was... Rocket was literally more or less tortured and tested on to become who he was. And obviously one of the most... I would say iconic moments or one of the most memorable moments for sure. One of the most memorable is that show don't tell moment where it's just a quick shot of rockets back in the first one where it shows Starler looking at it. And he's like, Oh shit. Like this dude's been through some stuff. And so, yeah, that's kind of coming to fruition as far as getting that. So looking forward to, to guardians three and it's crazy to think, man, that's in may. It's a long, long time, but I, you know, I've said that for other Marvel movies and then it's right around the corner, but that's technically a full, it is over a full semester away. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but yeah. In the meantime, we have Ant-Man and some other stuff and yeah. Is there any other, any other news, TJ, or things that you would like to mention before we wrap things up? Uh, I mean, it kind of like in the same thing with like trailers. I mean, there's, uh, like the Indiana Jones trailer. Oh yeah. Yeah, there is. I will, do you, you know what, what shook me is I thought that de-aging clip from the trailer where it showed where they did confirm that it was de-aged Harrison Ford. I honestly thought that was from one of the prior movies. I honestly thought that. Dude, they, they... I, I think it's the same kind of thing with like the Guardians, where it was like 
um, with James Mangold, where he's like, I'm not releasing nothing until this looks good. Um, because like de aging is like it's make or break. Like, let's be real. Yeah, de aging can either look really good or really, really bad. And um, I mean, just from the one shot we got in the trailer, dude, they put in the time. It looks good. <laughs> yes, it does. I leg- I legitimately thought it was real. I thought that was a clip that either wasn't used from an Indiana Jones movie or yeah. Cuz like I even saw the the Raiders of the Lost Ark recently and that's the only one with Nazis, right? They're not in the third one. Um, are they? They're like kind of in the third one. Oh, they are. Okay. I can't remember. It's been uh, because like that. where it's like with um with Raiders, they're like they're more involved. Right. The third one, they're kind of like um. Well, I, I guess they are pretty involved in the in the third one, but like, okay. not to the extent of the first. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I was taken off guard with with that because it looks great, and if all the deaging in that movie, I, I I know there's they mangled or someone else said that there was a decent bit in the film where it was deaging. So, I mean, if, if all of it looks like that, then, hey, I'm okay with it. That looks great. looks fantastic. Yeah. Screw the word great. Put fantastic oh, yeah. in there. Yeah. And it looks interesting, too. I like the plot. I, I, well, I like the plot. From what I saw, I like the plot. Yeah. And I'm interested uh, to see where it goes. I mean, the cast is great. It, yeah. It looks like it's going to be good. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah, that, Mads that Mikkelsen came out like back to back. Literally so looks excited. like a textbook Indiana Jones villain. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I'm just saying it's true, which is good because it's an it's Indiana true. Jones movie. But it is it, he does it look exactly like an Indiana Jones villain. <laughs> so, yeah. And the last thing I guess I would mention, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but can we can we hate on the fourth one a little less, people? I'm not saying it's a masterpiece. It isn't. The first three are far superior. But I don't know. I don't think it's that bad as a lot of people are are claiming. So I just want to like throw that out there. And whether you agree with me or not, whatever. But I'm just trying to add some sort of buffer to all this indie Indiana Jones four hate, which has come out be- in part because of the fifth one coming out, which I already can tell is probably going to be better than the f- the fourth one. Like I said, I don't think it's necessarily a masterpiece, but it's not as bad as I don't think, I think as a lot of people say. Yeah. Um, I rewatched it over the summer. Yeah. So I, re- I rewatched all of them. Um, that, yeah, that there, there are reasons to like Kingdom of the Crystal School. And there are some parts where it's the, this taste toward it is very, a little warranted. Yeah. Um, because like it's it's a very inconsistent movie. It's the best way to put it. But for the most part, I'm like it's honestly not that bad. Mm. I I like it. I enjoy it. Okay. Well, on that note, we won't get into if if anyone's here for Tarantino, us reacting to Tarantino comments. We'll maybe we'll save that for a later podcast date or something. But you know, no. 
Tarantino or or not, if 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 TJ doesn't feel like it, that's fine too. I don't I don't really care. But but yeah, he he said some stuff, and Simu Liu said some stuff. That happened. I think that happened. <laughs> and so, oh, you know the last thing we should say, and I don't mean to drag this on. Oh, we got to do a trivia thing. Okay, two things. We'll do one trivia question, and then we'll do, I'll I'll say this. I'm very excited because Tarantino's officially said he's coming out with his television show, a miniseries, I believe it is. And that's pretty exciting because I know he directed an episode of, what was it, NCIS something? Or it was some some television show. CSI, I think it was. Oh, it, yeah. In the 2000s. But for him to flat out be directing and producing and creating his own television show is pretty dope so that's that's cool and that's the only thing i want to mention besides the fact that i'm going to give tj tj a trivia question like we've done before to end the episode and tj i'm going to take my headphones off so don't don't talk bad about me okay i remember i do okay. edit this podcast like i will come back through this so at you okay i just want you to know i can't hear you now but I'll hear you later. You will soon. <laughs> I will soon. Ah, oh, hell. All right. Always blocked away. All right. Um, I guess I'll just fill this empty silence with me just kind of mentioning that, hey, I started watching How I Met Your Mother, and I am aggressively addicted to the show. Oh, he's back. <sighs> hey, buddy. Hello. Did you say anything? How you doing? Did you say anything interesting while I was gone, or no? No, I made my Joker demands. Oh, okay. If John Phillips does not read trivia in the next five <laughs> minutes, I'm going to go down to Carroll College. I'm going to uh, get him. Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> interesting. Ooh, speaking of Indiana Jones. Oh, well, this is stupid gonna get this one right oh wait yeah you would all right i'll ask i'll ask two then because you're just gonna get this one right i gotta give you a harder one put all four indiana jones films in their correct in world chronological order keyword keyword is in world chronological order yeah like timeline order yeah yeah it goes temple of doom raiders uh last crusade kingdom of the crystal skull and then soon to be title of destiny yeah by the way, what did you think of the I name? Nip and I nay nay. Dial of Destiny. What did you think? Do you like the name? It's not my favorite, but like, I bet it'll grow on me somehow. Yeah, I, I would say I'm roughly in the same boat. I'm not the biggest fan of it. It's not terrible. It sounds, it sounds cheesy. It's the best way I can put it. Yeah, it does. But it sounds cheesy. Not the greatest, but it could be worse. I feel like it so, could be worse. So yeah. Okay, let's see. One more, preferably hard one, but, you know, it's kind of, those are kind of hard to find when it comes to you. For me, it's just like, yeah. Okay. Well, this one... Oh, you'll get that one, too. I think it's just not... There's some of these that just aren't... I cannot get everywhere by Fleetwood Mac stuck out of my head now. Damn it. Give yourself a concussion. Try that. Hit your... Uh, smash your head through a window. Do that. Uh, I have 
the side of my couch here. That'll work, right? Yeah, I could see that working. That's a possibility. Just like drop, like jump and like fall into it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, this one, TJ, I think you might actually, this will be harder. I don't know if you'll get this one, but you could. Okay. I definitely know you haven't thought of this movie in the last probably two years. Well, I don't know. Maybe a year. Who knows? Army Hammer plays a newly deputized, only survive. Oh, well, hell, this is going to give it away. Forget it. A newly deputized, only survivor of a raid on lawmen in what 2013 Western? I know this. Yeah. The Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp. Yeah, I, I forgot about that have last Have you seen part. that? Yes, I have. I have. I haven't seen it since it came out. I thought it was enjoyable. I, I remember. Yeah, I remember. It's, for what it is, it's decent. I can't remember anything past that. Yeah, I thought it was enjoyable. Okay. Oh, and we keep saying this. God, this is book. Like, even I know most of these. I mean, there. I do come across some hard ones sometimes. Maybe we'll just have to end it there on a slightly depressing note. Not not necessarily de- depressing, but uh, no, that one's easy too. God damn, this is just not. This is just not working out for me. What do we got? Ooh, I don't actually even know this one. This one I think I'll ask you. Yes, I will ask you this one. Hopefully you get this one wrong. I'm rooting against you, teacher. Okay. True or false? Clint Eastwood was originally offered the role of Agent K of the Men in Black franchise. True or false? I want to say true. Has officially walked up or got up and walked away. Hey, buddy. <sighs> Head and hands. Pure depression. I am watching right now because I have the TV on. I'm watching something with Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill? Yes. What? It's called You People. And it's going to go on Netflix. And the trailer comes out tomorrow. Anyway. Yeah, I hate TJ. He gets everything right. And this is just... I finally thought I had him, but... Oh, well. Have I... You've, I know you've missed, like, one or two, right? I think, maybe? You missed one. You've had to... Oh, questions for trivia? Yeah. You missed one. There, there was a solid... No, I missed a few at the beginning. Oh. Like when oh, we first yeah. did this, like, the first time. Yeah, you're right. I severely got my ass handed to me. Yeah, um, that's right, because I was trying to get you a question that you could answer correctly now that I think about it. Yeah. And, Where was that section of the book? <laughs> well, I think that I was just randomly going through it. I didn't think I... Maybe. Well, I probably was actually looking for tough ones in general, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because I gave you like the the look who's talk. I gave you a look who's talking question. 
and I think you got that one wrong. Yeah, so, mm. stuff like that. But Brucey Willis. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Manic Movie Misfits podcast. We hope you enjoyed. We're at our classic 130, yeah. 140 hour thing. It's just kind of our we have an instinct to hit that timestamp. So do with that what you will. And without further ado, we will catch you on the next episode. I hope the next episode's on Christmas movies. One of the next two episodes should definitely be on Christmas movies because we never ended up doing like a Christmas movie list or a big Christmas movie conversation. So maybe we'll bring a friend on that, maybe John or Emerson. Not Emerson. Emerson doesn't know a lot of Christmas movies, unfortunately. He is Emerson. So, yeah, on that note, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Manic Movie Misfits podcast. And we'll see you later. Peace. See you.